The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. to Spirit Guide Connection, Part 2. I'm Liana Sochil Soria, and this is Shamanic Alchemy. And we spoke quite a bit about Spirit Guides in the Spirit Guide Connection, Part 1. And I really want to go more hands-on, more in-depth with this idea of Spirit Guides. And we talked about it in part one, but I want to emphasize for you listening now, you're never alone. Nobody comes into their incarnation, their human lifetime alone. So your challenges, your difficulties, your loves, your discoveries, your spirit guides are with you all through your life. And when you begin to feel a calling, a pull, an interest, a wanting to communicate, to deepen the conscious awareness of your guides, to deepen the connection, and begin an easy, everyday, more vivid and full of life kind of communication and relationship with your spirit guides, then it's time. And if you want to share this discovery and you love speaking to other people about what you're discovering and all this amazing stuff that there is in life and and somebody doesn't really want to connect to guides and they're seemingly not interested or even just sort of put off or scared, I want you to consider that there will be times within different lifetimes where you feel compelled and you want to connect, and that's something that you'll benefit from if you do it. You answer the calling. And in a lifetime, yours or anyone's, where that doesn't necessarily feel welcome, and it's not that you're not capable, it's that you're working on something else. We have whole lifetimes where we're working on integrating into our physicality or working on relationships with other people that are embodied or something else where you need to be in the physical, in your mind, in your body and focus on what's seemingly right in front of you here in the physical. We all do it. And so no pressure there. When it's time, Oh, and it's time you're going to be interested. And you might have a little nervous sort of flutter in your belly. You might feel as if you were scared, but you still want to. And that's an interesting combination. And when this happens, I want to suggest that the physical uh, qualities that go along with being nervous, your tummy flutter, breathing a little fast, your heart's beating kind of hard that this could be evidence of excitement. 
And also it is evidence of the energy and consciousness that's more than you're used to having around. That is the energy and consciousness of your spirit guide coming in and you're feeling it in your mind and body and it can get a little bit of a racing feeling going like you had quite a bit of coffee, say, but you didn't. That I like to call it the uh, 220 volts in a 110 volt body kind of feeling. It can make you physically shake, make it a little hard to walk. It'll be shaky in your body. And that's energy. I feel like it's good for you. It's rejuvenating. But when it's right, when you want to, go ahead and open yourself up to another level of vivid communication with your guides. So this part two is all about the techniques, the ways of connecting to spirit guides. So spirit guide connection techniques is a good title for that or even information pertaining to spirit guide communication training or spirit guide channeling. And I want to talk to you about your free will as a human being. It's really important that you understand that you're going to get what you ask for when you allow yourself to have what you asked for. It sounds really simple. Um, but this is a simple human truth. And I forget to ask for what I want pretty often. So getting in the habit of doing um, a two-part asking, almost like a um, choice, a two-part choosing to communicate with your guides. And in this case, I'm going to have you practice asking for what you want. I do this in my channeling class, class one. Practice asking for what you want, and it's homework. So see if you can start now. What is something you want that you might have forgotten to ask for? And the second part that goes with asking for what you want is allowing yourself to have it. Simple formula for a powerful result. So in regards to connecting to your guides, asking for what you want can be as simple as mentally saying to yourself in the universe, I want to speak clearly with my spirit guide. There, you said it, it's done. And then the other half of this is now step aside, get out of your own way and let yourself have that exciting relationship, and easy-to-way communication. And sometimes this part takes some work. What would you have to do to get out of your own way and let yourself have what you just asked for? And that might not be one simple answer. It might be a different answer on a different day. But today, feel what's possible. Use your free will. Ask for what you want. And then allow yourself to have it. And to help even more with this idea of permission and free will, you really set something powerful in motion when you make a choice like this. So I want to suggest that you have choice and free will, and it's very powerful, and that your experience of connecting to guides can run along a spectrum of less to more involvement. And sometimes it's really nice at the beginning to keep the involvement a little more minimal while you investigate, while you gather information and figure out for yourself 
what's going on, what you want, and what you don't want. And so at the end of the spectrum where you're connecting to guides, but you're not getting too involved because you're not sure what's going on yet, or you simply want your autonomy, that's all right. I want you to consider spirit guide communication for the sake of information gathering. So it's a little like um, talking on the phone. There is consciousness and information in the form of a guide, a spirit guide. And imagine that you have them stay outside of your energetic protective field. Kind of have them mind their own business and stay in their spot and you stay in your spot. And you ask questions and receive information. You don't have to overlap and feel them or get too involved and have them mm, come into your dreams or interrupt your flow of conversation or change you too much. Just gather information. And that's all right. You can get a lot of information that way. And then moving along towards more the center of the spectrum, then somewhere in the middle is the typical spirit guide communication and connection that we get when it spontaneously occurs or when we get curious and we start to reach out and see what's what. And this is where you're aware of a guide. You feel their presence. They have a certain effect on you. And there's maybe a little bit of overlap where they affect your energy affect how you feel, you really notice, but you're still not all the way sure maybe who or what is speaking to you and giving you the information or the feelings. And you can maybe even feel your guides as a collective sort of they. And you'll hear us talk like this too, and I'll do it all the time. I won't check and see necessarily which of my group of guides is relaying maybe one simple piece of information. I'll say they said this, or they, they are making me feel like the answer is this. And the big group of they is, is really nice to be able to connect to and get a quick answer, a gut knowing, give you a good hunch, a feeling, a yes or no answer. This is a nice medium level of connection. And then on the close and personal side of this spectrum of connection and communication, would be a real deep merge where you find a guide that you trust and love and know, part of your own soul, unconditional love and connection maybe for many lifetimes. Or it's your higher self. You feel this guide part of you. And you can bring in that guide and that guide's consciousness and personality and information into every part of you, layering in and merging, melding, mixing in your body, your thoughts and your consciousness, what you know, how you feel. And you can merge and be one super being, you and your guide, real connected, overlapped. And maybe you stay like that. Maybe you live like that. Again, that's the extreme end of personal, intimate merging into one being. Every thought you have and every breath you're taking is with this other consciousness now. You really mixed it up. So somewhere in the middle or on the cautious end of simply gathering information is obviously a better place to start. 
and the merging and the mixing with a loving high vibration, high consciousness being of unconditional love obviously can change human you for the better. So, having made your choice, I want to suggest that this learnable, teachable skill of spirit guide communication can begin with a nice, protected space. Keep your white light field, filter out everything that's not for your highest good, and then learn to identify the feeling of your own consciousness. And again, these these concepts sound so simple. And they're like, yeah, I'm aware of my own consciousness. Thank you. But I mean very much able to determine what's your consciousness, what's your mind, and what's coming from another source. So first you determine how the consciousness of different parts of you feels. And I do this in my training. Is you learn to feel what's your own inherent soul consciousness. And you learn to feel the consciousness of your physical body as separate from you. Oh, that's my body telling me that or influencing me. That's where that's coming from. And also the consciousness of your white light field that has its own input, personality, energy, can inform you like a spirit guide. And then moving beyond the boundary of your body and your white light field, Now you can move in your consciousness and connect to another consciousness, and it's quite distinct. You'll be able to tell the difference. This is mine. This is my body. And that, that over there, that's my spirit guide so-and-so. And we'll play with that today in the meditation. But you'll get very good in your spiritual discernment, and you'll know who is what. And there's no mistaking energy. You can't have like a fake ID in the realms of spirit because you don't even necessarily have a name. Your name and your your handle, so to speak, your identity is literally the totality of who and what you are, and it's transparent and to be seen and felt by all. So there's no persona. There's just all your being, and that's your name, and who and what you are is clear and beautiful. So no hiding. In the realms of spirit, you'll feel very well. And once in a while, you'll come across a being of medium to low vibration who maybe would like to trick you and say, hi, I'm your loving, beautiful guide. And you feel something sort of strange in your belly. And you're like, ah, that doesn't feel right. And you're going to always check the energy and make sure that this being is here for your highest good and that that's true. You're going to feel it in your belly, feel it in your gut. You'll always know. Again, practice and set up proper boundaries. And you have very good discernment with a certain amount of practice. So when it feels right and you've boldly set up your boundaries and you're asking for what you want, which is loving guidance for your highest good, and you've practiced connecting your consciousness to another consciousness, can I say it's very liberating? Ah, you're not bound by your body, but you feel your body even more. Your physical life is beautiful, many textured variants, textures, emotions, tastes, smells, sights, beautiful world we live in, gorgeous. And then moving beyond then, not being restricted by the boundaries of your body, you get to feel the consciousness of all the beautiful living beings around you. This is going to include plants and animals, elements of nature, 
breathing in is an amazing miracle because you're aware of all the life force, the life and the light, and the beings of light and the air that you're breathing interconnected with nature so beautifully by becoming aware of what you're already doing now. So this is spirit guide connection and channeling, but it shows you more of who you really are while you're at it. So explore. And this idea of connecting your consciousness to another consciousness, since this is shamanic alchemy, let's put a shamanic feeling to this technique of connecting to another consciousness. Imagine you're on a nice long nature walk. You could spend part of your time living, breathing, moving, and experiencing in nature. It doesn't have to be absolute wilderness. It could even be at the park or your own yard. And feel the potential for your consciousness to connect to the earth, air, water, sun in the sky, and then especially the living beings, trees, plants and wild animals. Allow your consciousness to meander a bit and your walk in nature is rich and deep. You'll never be the same again. It's really fun. It's enlightening. It's full of love. It brings you youth, clears your heart, brings beauty to your body, to your energy, to your emotions and mind. So connecting to any other consciousness of love and beauty. And then play. Of course, I like to teach as a segment where there are five distinct ways to meet your spirit guide. And that class with five parts within the five-part class and opens up your throat chakra, the fifth chakra, and there's so many beautiful synchronicities. I channeled the Learn to Channel curriculum. I think that's funny. It's a channeled curriculum on how to learn to channel. And if you end up having questions, see my bio on mine, Body Spirit FM. You'll see some links there to events and information, and there'll be those classes, or even just a way to say, hey, what did you mean by that? And I'd love to speak about this. So once you get going and you try different ways, some of the ways to meet your spirit guide are going to include guided visualization. This is pretty direct and it works well for a lot of people, but not everyone. And sometimes a way to sort of sneak past the linear, logical, critical mind is to do a little bit of art of some kind. And so in classes a lot, I'll just have you make a scribble drawing. I'll have you connect to the energy of your guide and then draw the energy and whatever you feel inclined to uh, draw shapes, wiggles, loops. Again, it's a, it's a scribble drawing. You don't lift your pen or pencil. You just, you just draw out the energy and then you begin to look for clues in your artwork. So this is a little like a shamanic divination reading tea leaves or something, I want you to start to look at your scribble drawing that you made drawing while connecting to your guide. Again, it's not supposed to be an object or a being. You're not drawing something. You're drawing energy and consciousness. And then you look within your scribble drawing for a shape, 
little pictures, letters, numbers. And you're looking for clues about your spirit guide. What's the first letter of their name? How many lifetimes have you known them? And play, have fun, and allow the information to come to you. By doing a scribble drawing connected to your guide and asking for information, you've gone and asked for what you want. There you go again. It's lovely. And then let yourself have it. It doesn't have to make sense. Don't put requirements. Just let what comes to you come to you. And you're really starting to let your intuition bring you in some information, in this case, from your spirit guide. And there's other ways of meditation, feeling, overseeing, knowing, overfeeling, or seeing. And I really like the method of nonverbal channeling or nonverbal spirit guide communication, where you're allowing information to flow onto a piece of paper. And some of you are really good at typing, and you could type this out in a, in a word program or something. That's fine. But you begin to write out information from your guide. It doesn't have to be linear. It doesn't even have to be in words. But it typically starts to become a message in your language. Occasionally, it's a non-Earth language or something else entirely. But whether it's drawings, scribbles, symbols, pictures, or words with or without being organized into sentences, begin to receive from your guide. And you can set yourself up really simply with this or even take a class. But spirit writing or automatic writing is where you write out a question that you want to know the answer to. Having written out the question that you want to know the answer to, you connect to your guide in whatever way seems to work best. And then partially merge with your guide, touching your guide, feeling the consciousness of your guide, then you can begin to allow the information to flow through you, write it down or make a recording of some kind. And this is where we're really getting into channeling because the stream of consciousness and the messages from your guide are coming through your language, being written down, or being spoken in the moment and recorded somehow. And I'm suggesting the writing down or the audio recording because when you're in this state, uh, it's a good state for accessing, and it's not a great state for remembering. I like to compare it to a beautiful dream you might have had at one point. And you might have had a wonderful dream, and when you woke up, you felt changed and transformed by your dream. And then a little later, you might have realized you forgot it. And when you're channeling, you're, you're in a similar state to the dream state where you're accessing. And that's a good accessing state. But the information that you receive from that state, the channeling state, tends to fade like a dream. So it's a good idea to write things down. Now, I'm going to try a few techniques. And as a free-willed human being, ask for what you want right here at the beginning. 
relax for a moment. Allow yourself to momentarily tune in to your own body. Take a big breath in. And when you exhale the next time, allow tension to simply drain out of your body. Feel yourself connected to the ground and earth underneath you. And take a moment to really invigorate and brighten your energy field. Form a filter and a boundary to all that is not light and love. And once your boundary is in place and you're completely surrounded on all sides by light, by love, by beauty, I want you to mentally call your guide for today. Now, I want you to feel and sense and know your white light field as it is all around you. And on a day and time where you feel that you want more vivid connection and you want to try different things, you can call your guide and then draw or move, visualize color, or even use some kind of repetitive drumming or toning or sounds of some kind to help you enter a deeper trance state. For now, it will be enough to ask for something that you want. Mentally ask to enter the most relaxed and receptive state in order to connect very deeply to your guide today. And I want you to feel yourself in your own body with your white light field all around you. And call your guide for today. And then allow yourself to know. Where is your guide in relation to you right now? Are they somehow above you or in front? Is your guide for today on your left or right? Where's your guide? relative to you within your field of light. Good. And what I would like for you to do is ask for something else that you want. And if this is a new guide to you, or if you're not sure where your guide is or if there's a guide, I want you to ask for more vivid communication and connection than you've ever had. Your white light field is around your body and only unconditional love and high vibration consciousness can come towards you today. 
and then calling a guide who's here for your highest good. Mentally ask for a vivid, powerful connection. And then I want you to soften your boundaries within this safe space in order to receive more vividly. And you have every right to continue to ask for more. It's all right. You can say, I want more. And then it's very important that you relax and allow yourself to have more because here it comes. And when you have the connection that you want, you can open up the flow of communication. It's nice to ask a guide, who are you and what do you want to tell me? And having asked, pause and feel the answer. Now, when you're ready, I'd like to finish our experience today by asking you to call all of your guides. Call all the beings who will come around you today that have love for you, that want to support and help you. And ask them to completely surround you and they're all around your energy field. And I want you to know that their unconditional love, their high regard, their appreciation of you is beaming at you from all directions. And imagine opening up your own third eye, your throat energy center, your heart space front and back, solar plexus front and back. And be ready to receive unconditional love and light and life from all directions. And I want you to get ready to just pull in the gift of the energies that are coming in towards you now. Ready to receive. Now on your next inhale, pull from your guides surrounding you from all directions in your outer periphery to your center. Inhale again and again. Pull in the light and the life and the love and keep it. It's yours. It's for you. And especially on a day where you're having difficulty, do this again and again. And when and only when you are ready to be done, simply take a nice big inhalation, have a good stretch, and return to this again. Practice different techniques. And connect, ask for more, get more, and reconnect, and may it become 
a vivid, beautiful, fulfilling journey for your life. Thank you. I'm Liana, and I'm here for you. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.